You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. Sandra Lee, CEO of NJ Labs and the host of Going Beyond Testing podcast, is here today to discuss Lyme disease, ticks, and the testing kits we should get familiar with this spring and summer. See, one important test kit to have on hand is a tick collection test kit, especially during tick season, which is April to October. Now, Lyme disease is a year-long problem, but most people are infected during the height of the tick season. Now, Sandra Lee will share with us how to properly extract a tick so you do not accidentally spread the disease in your own bloodstream how to safely collect and send the tick to a lab for identification and DNA-based method testing in order to identify the species and determine if it is carrying a tick-borne pathogen that could cause disease. Now, if Lyme disease is identified early enough, it can be successfully treated under a doctor's supervision. Although Lyme disease is the most well-known tick-borne pathogen, there are actually seven known species of ticks that bite and spread disease in the United States. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Sandra Lee, CEO of NJ Labs. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, you know, so many of my viewers contact me, Sandra, about Lyme disease, and many of them find out that either they didn't know they got bit by a tick or they find out six months to a year later. Is that very common? It is very common, and it's very common that people don't even know why they're sick until it's too late. So it's really important to understand when you can get bit, how to prevent that, and how to make sure that your family is safe. Well, let's do this because um, a lot of people don't understand what Lyme disease is. Is it a virus or is it a bacteria? It's a bacteria. It's a bacterial disease that can really hamper your quality of life and eventually it could uh, mimic symptoms of paralysis and fatigue and major migraine headaches. So things that we're kind of used to and we take over-the-counter drugs to treat may not be actually treating Lyme disease and you can continue to feel worse as time goes by. Yeah, because as time goes by when someone has this uh, disease, uh, it's a very deep-seated type of bacteria and in, in, of course, if people uh, have been dealing with it for a year or two before they get properly diagnosed, yeah. it can be difficult to treat at that point, correct? Absolutely. There's no cure. There's no medication out there. Um, a lot of people tried natural herbal medicine to help cure the, or treat the symptoms. But the problem is you go outside, right? You think you're going out to your front yard, no problem. But that's where the ticks lurk. Uh, they are transmitted by other wild animals. Like if you see squirrels, rabbits, deer, um, mice, rats, they can hop onto these mammals and hop right off and hide in the grass where you can just brush right off um, and it can hop onto your clothing or your pet. So when you come inside the house, if you don't check yourself, there's a high possibility that you could have a tick on your body or on your clothing. Ah, well, because see, I know in the area in which I live, we have a ton of squirrels, we have a lot of rabbits and yes. we do get deer showing up from time to time because it's a wooded yes. area. And uh, here in Texas, you know, a lot of people don't seem to be concerned about tick season, but 
isn't tick season, is it more in the, uh, the northern states that have the bigger problem? Yes. So here's the thing. There's different types of ticks that live in different regions. So if you're not typically, for example, I'm in New Jersey. If you're not from here, you're visiting from Florida or another state that's not familiar with the tick population, you could be going out walking to a park or you can go hiking and you can get bit and not know it and go back to your home state and not even know what happened. Um, so it's really important to know no matter where you live, what region, that there are different types of ticks that live in different regions. And if you're traveling, there's a chance that you could um, have a, one of those stowaways on your body or on your clothing. Well, tell us about this uh, tick test kit. Um, what does it do and why should we have it on hand? This kit is really created for ease of use because you want the users to feel comfortable enough that they don't have to scramble to find these different parts in order to get the tick tested appropriately, right? So the kit is kind of all-inclusive, um, just makes it very easy for you to have on hand, like a first aid kit. And if you're traveling, it's small enough that you can have it on you or in the car. But what it does really is it provides everything you need. If you do find a tick on your body, it's important to use the right tools to remove it and put it in the right container to send it to the laboratory so it doesn't get lost. Again, tick testing, um, you know, it's more scientific, but what we are concerned about is that the consumers have something to protect themselves with as well. Well, does the tick have to be alive in order to test it? No, it can be alive or dead, but we want to get as much of the tick as possible and you want to have it tested almost immediately because symptoms may not show on your body since number one, you actually may not know how long the tick was on your body or how long it's been feeding because when they bite you, they kind of numb that site. So sometimes you don't even feel it, right? Um, the second thing is symptoms may not show up right away. It could be up to eight weeks before you see anything. So it's good to know what bit you. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, if the symptoms don't show up till about, you know, eight weeks later, that mm -hmm. is definitely a problem because then you're not knowing, you know, why you feel so bad or why some of those symptoms right. are coming on. Now, do these right. tick test kits, do they work with pets as well? So because it's just a collection kit, it works with any tick you find anywhere. So there's no limitation. Um, we just highly recommend that you have something on you if you don't have readily available other sources where you can contain the tick to send it for testing. Um, but it does contain a special tweezer. It's plastic. So one of the things we highly recommend is do not use makeup or the eyebrow plucking uh, tweezers because you can cut the tick, you can cut your skin, which you had mentioned earlier, um, it could con further contaminate or speed up the process of the pathogen entering your body. Well then, okay, let me ask you this. Let's say, um, let's say your pet got bit by a tick. Um, do pets get Lyme disease? Absolutely. They can also get very sick and because they can't really speak English or whatever language that you guys speak, we may not even know that they're sick until it's too late. And by then it's some, it's mostly, most likely that it's too late to treat. Wow. That I did not know. You know, I figure if, you know, mm -hmm. the tick is on a deer, a rabbit or a squirrel or whatever's out there, I guess a lot of us with pets don't ever put two and two together thinking no. that sure our pet could be bit by a tick, but could they get Lyme's disease as well? So yes. I'm glad you answered that question because yes. I never even thought about it to tell you the truth, like many pet owners. Uh, 
What is the best way, the safest way to remove a tick if we see it has, uh, let's say it's poked itself into our skin? Mm -hmm. So most people, their instinct is to, ah, and like try to frantically remove it. Please stay calm, get plastic tweezers, preferably one with flat tips or ridge so you can grab it firmly. Um, again, I emphasize, please do not use eyebrow makeup tweezers because that can cut your skin as well. And you wanna firmly grab the body and try to get the head out. Now, sometimes it's difficult to do that, especially when it's a small, tiny tick, but just try your very best to remove it. Put it in a Ziploc bag or a container with a moistened cotton swab to make sure that it stays moist for, it's easier for us to test basically. But when you do remove it, don't use Vaseline or alcohol. Don't try to burn it or freeze it. You can get hurt. Um, it could also cause the tick to burrow further into your skin, into your body. So we highly recommend do not use those substances to remove the ticks. Now, I've always heard that if you uh, are going to remove a tick, are you supposed to turn it to, where, to pull it out or do you just pull it straight out? You want to try to pull it try to pull it straight out as much as possible because ah. you want to try to get it as much as possible because it went in like this so you want to pull out straight as much oh, as you okay can. i've heard so many ways to remove a tick <laughs> but you're the expert with the testing facility so you know best um wow you know th this is for me i'm learning a lot and ladies and gentlemen i hope you are learning a lot for many of you who live in texas i know if you live in wisconsin michigan new york pennsylvania those upper states there heavily wooded areas, you deal with a tick problem uh, year after year. And Sandra, you brought up something early on that I never thought about, but I've talked to viewers that did this. Many people are snowbirds. So during the winter, they, they move to Florida, but they may go back home and they get yes. bit. They go back to Florida and mm -hmm. a few months later, they wonder why they feel so bad, never really knowing that they got bit by a tick. Right, because if it's properly diagnosed from the very beginning, it's so preventable, it's easily treatable. But if you let it go and the doctors are not aware that you have been traveling, so it's important, number one, to tell your doctor if you were traveling and where you travel to. Number two, it is important to let them know that, hey, I did this activity, is it possible? So always bring it up in conversation in, in your, um, when you go see your doctor if you're not feeling well. Well, then let me ask you this. Should we have the tick test kits on hand or is it better to just go to the doctor as soon as you find the tick? In terms of treatment, it's definitely better to go to your doctor as soon as you find out, make an appointment. But at the same time, if you can get it tested, then you have more information. When you, By the time you get to the doctor, you know what bit you. You don't know if... Um, if the pathogen has been in the tick or not, but at least a test result will give you assurance. If it has a pathogen that could possibly transmit to you, keep in mind, uh, backtracking a little bit, just because a tick carries that pathogen doesn't necessarily mean 100% it was transmitted to you, right? So it just means the tick carries that DNA of that pathogen, of that potentially um, potential disease that could have been transmitted to your body. Well, see, that, that was actually my next question because I was kind of wondering, <laughs> do all ticks carry that pathogen that leads to Lyme disease? But, you, but you're telling us that some of them can just be a host carrier, so to speak, but not actually transmit the disease. Right. The 
the uh, time, the peak time where the disease can be transmitted to you is when the tick is a baby. It's a limb, right? So it's feeding like crazy. The transmission of blood and the saliva from the tick is going to be at the highest probability of them transmitting the disease to you. As they get bigger, you can see them more. The transmission is a little bit slower. They're not hungry. Um, so definitely different tick different ticks do carry different diseases. They don't all carry the same kind. They don't all look alike. So the first thing you wanna do is identify them. And some there's websites out there, especially tickshore.com, that has educational videos on how to remove it, um, what the ticks look like, and I, helping you identify them. Well then, now I know that there are different types of ticks, but are there different mm -hmm. types of tick test kits? And which are the best ones to purchase that give the most accurate results? There are a few different types of test kits or sample collection kits from different companies. I can't speak for those other brands, but the ones that we have definitely um, are more accurate in terms of what we do. We have a strict quality system put in place because we um, do so many other things that we're very careful of making sure that the accuracy is there. We do a positive or negative control. So if it's a true positive, it really is positive. If it's negative, it really is negative. Well, that's good to know. So ladies and gentlemen, you can definitely go to njlabs.com or go to tickshore.com. It's on your screen now and to learn more. But I have, a, I have an interesting question because yes. you said that some ticks can have the Lyme disease, the bacteria pathogen in yes. them, but not necessarily transmit it to uh, a person that they, they bite or feed upon. Uh, right. So if you send the, the tick in for testing um, mm -hmm. and it shows that it has that pathogen, so what does the doctor do with that information talking to the patient and that maybe they haven't shown any symptoms yet, but they're worried. Did that tick have Lyme, right. the Lyme bacteria in it? Um, and do I need to be worried? So how, how does the doctor read that result to find out if that person has received that bacteria? So one of the things that most people may not know, in order for diseases to be transmitted to another person or to a pet, on average, the tick has to be feeding on you from 24 to 36 hours because you don't know how long it's been on your body or how long it's been feeding on you. That's why we highly encourage it being tested, number one. Number two, we highly encourage getting, seeking out professional medical advice from their primary care physician. And at that point, based on your medical history, the doctor and you can discuss potential treatments and, and go on antibiotics if it's appropriate. Um, if it's not appropriate, then they'll come up with a different plan for you. But it is possible to get pre-treated, even if you may not be sure whether you have it or not. The doctor can also run blood tests. Um, but again, it could be too early. So it really depends on the patient and the primary care physician. All right. Now, I understand that you have a DNA-based method kit. So um, what is that particular test used for, or that test kit used for, and when should we use this type of test kit? So the kit itself is not equipped for you to do the test at home. The kit is just a collection for the tick and you send it to the laboratory and the laboratory performs the actual PCR testing, which is very DNA specific. It's looking for specific markers of these pathogens. Um, we use primers and standards in order to make sure if we're testing for Lyme, it really is Lyme. 
Um, if it doesn't have Lyme, we make sure we run negative controls uh, that it really is negative. If it's positive, we have to absolutely be sure and compare it to a reference sample or standard to make sure it is positive in those specific diseases. Wow, that is great information. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you suspect, you know, all of a sudden you're not feeling well, you don't understand what's going on, you do live in a wooded area, or maybe you did visit a, a wooded area and a month or two later, you're wondering why you don't feel so well. Well, with Lyme disease, uh, it, it comes down like this. Most people will feel chronic fatigue, joint pain and weakness, uh, feelings of arthritis, and even a compromised immune system. Uh, you know, Sandra Lee shared with us that you may be dealing with uh, headaches, fever, uh, uh, fatigue, chills, and even muscle aches, of, and you have no clue as to what happened, you may want to go to the doctor and be checked for Lyme disease. Now, Sandra, um, I understand that there, there are other uh, tick-borne pathogens that we should be concerned about beyond Lyme disease. What are those? We have them listed on tickshore.com, but there are something called the Lone Star Tick. Um, people may have heard about the Rocky Mountain Fever. So it really depends on the region where that tick is found. And they also have similar symptoms, but some are more fatal than others, depending on your immune system as well and any other medical underlying medical conditions you may have. So. Lyme is the most well-known, but there's definitely other diseases that mimic Lyme, um, can have different symptoms. But everything you said are different symptoms that each disease carries, actually. Um, and you may feel really crappy for a little bit. And you've really listed everything possible, even for the other diseases. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. I have had so many viewers uh, with Lyme disease and, you know, looking for solutions. Uh, you yes. know, like you said, if it is caught early, usually the antibiotic treatment does work from the doctor. Yes. Uh, those who find out a couple of years after they've been bit, it does get to be a little tougher road. Um, so at that website, TickShore.com, they will find all the information they'll ever need on ticks and the multiple pathogens and yes. also um, the test kits as well. Yes. So that website also talks about the different types of symptoms each disease may uh, show on your body um, or that you may feel. It also has pictures of the different ticks and the name of those ticks as well. Now, I understand with NJ Labs, you have more than just uh, tick test kits. Um, how did you get into analytical testing and how did you get into creating these different kits and what kind of kits uh, do you offer beyond uh, a tick test kit? So far, that is the only one that we do offer, but it really started when the owner of this company um, had great interest because there was personal connection to Lyme disease. There have been multiple people that we know in, um, in our network that have faced Lyme disease and bought it and still dealing with it. So it really became a major interest and we wanted to, we got better and better and how to test it more accurately, more precisely. And we worked really hard on making sure that we were doing the right thing. So we put wow. a lot of research and development into it. Well, you know, kudos to you and NJ Labs for creating this tick test kit. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, and then I'll, let me ask you this, uh, Sandra, uh, 
my viewers and listeners, they can buy this kit online at tickshore.com? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in a wooded area, such as I do, this is something you definitely want to have on hand. And Sandra, I was kind of surprised because you said something about ticks feeding on us. Uh, a tick can actually be on our body for 24 to 36 hours. Is that correct? Yes. If you're not careful, you're not checking. Uh, most people automatically go out to the park and they just come in and then, you know, they wash their hands, but they don't pat down their whole body. So if you're not careful, and they're very, very tiny at the beginning, especially um, early season like this, you may not even feel it. You may not know because there's like a little tiny black spot on your body. So it's really important to really pat down your body to make sure you don't feel any bumps. Wow, you're almost going to make me paranoid to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. There are safe to go outside. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But wow, you are giving us a wealth of information uh, about this whole situation with ticks and Lyme disease. And, you know, praise the Lord for for the test kits that you have, that you all at NJ Labs have created. This is going to be so wonderful for so many people, especially during this time of year. Now, I understand that you also have a podcast going beyond testing. Um, why did you decide to do that type of podcast and what are some of the topics that you cover? The podcast really started when everybody was asking me, hey, is this safe to take? Hey, what should I buy? What do you recommend? And I realized a lot of people were not aware of what goes on behind the scenes um, before you see the product on the shelf when you walk into one of the stores. Um, another thing is when you go to Google, there's so much information out there and a lot of it may be so confusing to many people. So what we did was short podcasts, different episodes, just touching on consumer safety, what goes behind testing, what should laboratories be following, kind of the guidelines, are regulations governing different industries? And yes, they are. And how are they doing it? What do we face on a day-to-day -day basis? So it's a little bit of everything. Oh, I like that. Even minor is about a little bit of everything as well. Uh, do you have any suggestions on uh, any type of uh, safe insect repellents that if we were to go out hiking or in the neighborhood or, or in the forest to uh, kind of reduce our risk by getting bit by a tick? There are multiple different products. Um, I just recommend using one of them, whatever you're comfortable with. Some people are comfortable with more the natural repellent. Some people are okay with DEET, um, which is very highly concentrated chemical. It's not natural, right? So right. it really depends on your comfort level, to be honest. But using something and protecting yourself is better than nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. I always kind of lean towards some of the things like, uh, I think, cit citronella oil, and um, I think there's some other types of essential oils that people will use to kind of, right. I guess, uh, ward off any type of yes. insect bites. And yes. uh, I'd be worried more about a tick bite than a mosquito bite. But uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's not 100 percent. That's the thing. Like you're using it to protect yourself. It's a layer of protection. But it's important to always check yourself again because it's not 100 percent. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have just been educated very well in the areas of tick, tick-borne diseases, Lyme's disease, and, of course, this amazing uh, tick uh, test kit that all of us 
should have at home along with our first aid kit. If you want to know more about NJ Labs, just go to njlabs.com. But if you want to know more and more about ticks, and no matter where you live in the country, okay, go to tickshore.com. It's on your screen. And of course, they do have the test kits that you can purchase. Keep that at home. And again, follow Sandra Lee's advice about removing that tick very carefully as you don't want to be, well, squeezing the contents of the bacteria back into your own bloodstream. So there is a correct way of removing and of course, their perfect way of testing to find out what type of pathogen that tick may be carrying. Sandra Lee, thank you so much for coming onto the program today. Thank you so much for having me, it was a pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. We'll be right back after this.